0: what's up everybody welcome back to entertainment exchange that it was is was pretty me. good i'm not gonna lie it is me wayne the hat <laughs> trick Wizzy webb to my left i got my boy david johnson and we have a special guest
1: in the building go ahead and introduce yourself what's your name uh my name is brett highstead i love like this guy what do you do brett <laughs> What do I do? I do a lot of things. Um, yeah. Other duties as a side, <laughs> <Other duties as laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, that's the deal. Um, man, I am a uh, worship pastor at at a church here in Houston. Uh, I work with these guys. Ow. And, uh,
0: Woo! Good <laughs> thing I'm over here. I can't get yeah, hit. Yeah, for <laughs> so good, so yeah, man. I'll so, we'll, music.
2: We'll we'll introduce you to Brett a little bit later on. Uh, like Wayne said, this is episode number two for the new season. Numero dos. That's right. I think that's of Spanish number adults. two. Uh, first off, I don't know if you guys have seen or heard about the California wildfires. I have, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Briefly. So I have friends uh, who live in California who've been telling me about it, and it's absolutely insane. And they were sending me some stats. Like, so far, as 17 people dead and over 400 people are missing. At one, I forgot the name of the town. Oh, no, it's right here. Calistoga. I'm making sure I said that. I know I said that wrong, but whatever. It's okay. Um, half the population, which is like twenty five hundred, were asked to evacuate by like police officers. Just knocked on their door from like three to six in the evening, and said, "You need to leave because your house is not going to be here tomorrow." Jeez. Like in like half an entire town. So so far, thirty five hundred homes and businesses have been destroyed, and Ooh. they had they had a period where okay, we've got it under control. We're going to be able to do. Di- and then I think on Thursday. Which is today, uh, another dry patch of whatever is coming in, and they, it's going to take them even longer. So crazy stuff happening over there. So thoughts and prayers to those people over there. Please be safe, because if you have a chance, watch some of the videos online. It looks like something out of a uh, out of 2012, the, like that apocalyptic movie. Yeah. Where like people are driving and trees are falling down. Everything's off. like it's nuts.
1: That's pretty crazy. It's like the 90s. Uh natural disaster movies you know what i'm saying like volcano Volcano.
2: yeah yeah but it's for real man that's that's crazy uh the first big thing we're going to talk about before we introduce our guest is we're going to talk about harvey weinstein now wayne who's harvey weinstein david who's harvey weinstein (laughs) (laughs) harvey weinstein is a producer in hollywood who is fairly i would say pretty popular um and he is a man kind of heavy set Uh, But more importantly, recently, a bunch of accusations came to light about sexual assaults that he's had with women that have gone to work in Hollywood. And he's approached them like on their first job and said, if you don't do this, you're not going to get this role. If you don't do this, I'm going to make sure that you never work in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it was a list of over 20 women came forward. And was like, he did the A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's on that list. Angelina Jolie is on that list. Um, The girl from Suicide Squad, Cara Delve, Delve, I don't know how how to pronounce her last name. She's on that list. And I was talking with a co-worker the other day about it. Terry Crews came forward about some situation about this. Um, Not about Harvey Weinstein, but I I had turned out about it. Uh, Terry Crews talked about how his wife and he and his wife were at some party and some guy came up and just grabbed him like inappropriately and he like looked at him like what are you what are you doing and he thought to himself okay I'm going to absolutely knock this guy out and then he thought well if the headlines are massive strong black man beats up this skinny white guy in like a Hollywood party he's never going to work you know he's not Mm going to do anything for the rest of his life. So the question I want to ask you guys and the audience the question arises just speak english (laughs) is this is this a situation of when these things happen and we're not blaming we're not blaming the victims at all like 100 percent is this a situation i'll ask brett first is this a situation where you believe that when it happens they don't come forward because they view their career over their mental health or their health or do you think it's i mean when that stuff happens like you're too scared to do anything which is the right reaction like it's just honest reaction do you think it has something to do more with Hollywood
1: being you know men kind of ruled that area for a
2: long time what do you think
1: uh you know I think there's there's a lot at play here I think uh at like the core of it I think a lot of times what we do is we see people who are famous and who are you know actors actresses whatever you insert the blank you know we almost kind of take their humanity away Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't see them as as actual people um and uh and there's a lot in that just just in the uh stigma of someone being sexually assaulted just person to person subtract the the producer of hollywood subtract Mm -hmm. all the the, um you know their career all that there's just there's a lot to that just really complex number one but then you know second i think I read a little bit this morning about it um, just because it really interests me. And uh, I think I, I felt like I remember something about Justin Bieber saying, uh, you know, a couple years ago. About I think you right. Talking about this kind of same, just like there's this culture in Hollywood. Um, what kind of ever industry you find yourself in um, that this is acceptable. I would say I'm not su- surprised. Yeah. Maybe that's bad to say, but I'm not surprised. It's.
2: What do you think, <clears throat> Wayne? It's It's a shocking thing to say that, but it's. It's not shocking. It's sad that we're not shocked. Absolutely, yeah, that's the problem. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, this is definitely something that, first of all, is very wrong. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. This is—I don't care if you're in Hollywood and you think this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Just—I don't find this amusing at all. I don't like this kind of stuff. So now that I've that I that I know all the uh, the, details the details and stuff like that, I'm I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because. I'm trying to put my words together. Uh This kind of thing, whenever this happens and they get, you know, he's like, okay, you do this, then I'll do this for you. If you don't do this, you're going to be done. Your career's over, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. I think they're valuing their career Mm -hmm. more than their self. And for me, I would, you know, put myself over my career. If if something like this was happening. Yeah. I wouldn't put this aside and be like, oh, it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll just blow it off you know I, I gotta get my career going so let me go ahead and do whatever it is he just said and i'll just be fine no if he if he tells me to do something like that i'm i'm snitching immediately <laughs> like I don't, I don't i'm not putting this on the back burner i'm yeah. immediately snitching okay that's just that's like my that. nature so what i'm saying for anyone else who's out there who's looking to do anything like this and someone approaches you you gotta value yourself more than your career at that moment I mean, honestly. My, yeah, me. the,
2: the reason I asked that question is when you have these certain situations, like these women came forward and then you have women like Anna, Angelina Jolie say something and then you have women like Gwyneth Paltrow say something. And it's not like this This is not me saying shame on them for, for saying something. My My question is have they been conditioned early on that it's part of the job? And so when they're in that mindset, if it happens, then like, if i say something i can't get to where i want to be in hollywood and so i i don't want to blame that I'm, I'm more so just blaming the hollywood mindset that you have to take your licks in order to get sure. to the top <laughs> and so when these these lesser known women come out and then the bigger known women say something i feel as though if it was flip-flopped there'd be a hundred women came out if uh i'm sorry if angelina jolie said something a couple years ago Everyone would be like because everyone would listen to her yes, because she's not where she you know Mm -hmm. Mr.. Mrs.. Smith days Angeli Jolie was like everyone wanted You know to be her or saw her in a movie if she said something then it would be it may have been dealt with before now And he may not I don't want to blame it on her. He may have not had the chance To assault other women. That's my only question is do you think it's because Hollywood's conditioned them to be focused on their career more so than their mental health, more so than their physical health.
1: Well, I just think the thing that's interesting and the reason why I brought up the, you know, we, we kind of take the humanity out of Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, out of these people is because, I mean, just look at like sexual assaults in general, um, the percentages of women who come forward, if it's, if it's a male to a female, um, they're very low. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's an element of, I, I would imagine there's an element of that to this. You think you look at the the list of women and people who have come forward I mean, these are these are really powerful people who mm-hmm. have a lot of money and you would think if anybody could come forward and if, any, if anybody had the money to take the legal counsel and You you think that it'd be them, but mm-hmm. there's just uh, I don't know. I find the whole thing really interesting
2: that, yeah, It's exactly it's
1: it'd be one it's, I just feel like Hollywood makes this situation
2: interesting because if it was you know an isolated incident somewhere in Nevada we, it would not be talked about as much as this now.
1: Well, and I, I read uh, an article this morning that talked about. So he has he hasn't said anything. Like no, his lawyers they haven't made any official statements. But no then, words. I guess I don't know if it was yesterday afternoon or if it was early this morning. I, I'm not. I don't know when. But um, <clears throat> reporters found that he was going to a rehab clinic in Arizona, uh, the same one that t- uh, Tiger Woods went to, which mm-hmm. is like it's, <laughs> it's crazy expensive. <laughs> Okay. If you Yo. got if you got the money, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tiger you know, Woods. I guess you're gonna go there. <laughs> but uh, they found him. I guess I don't know, like at the airport or at the tarmac or mm-hmm. something like that. And and they asked him. He like flipped off everyone, and then like <clears> he throat> eventually throat> said like I've got problems. You know, everyone makes mistakes, and it's like, man, you, that's this not that's is, not, this not is like a little mistake. Yeah,
2: it's it's almost it's like the Tiger Woods situation where you're like Tiger's on top of the world. Oh, his wife, like, took a nine iron to his, like, back window. Oh, my gosh, there are eight women in his life. Like, it just, like, spirals Mm -hmm. out of control. Yeah. It's nuts. And so that is how we're going to introduce our guest. Right on. What a strong introduction. What a strong introduction. Why
1: don't you tell people who you are, who you be, and what you do. Yeah. So, again, my name is Brett. Brett and uh talk about my family real quick uh married to my wife Sydney we will uh we're coming up on our 50 year anniversary which is kind of crazy hey hey yeah yay yeah. we uh we've had three kids we lost our our first little boy but then we have a boy named Trent he is about to be 11 months in a couple of days and then uh, my wife is pregnant again and we found out we're having a little girl so she's due uh, at the end of february so nice. fun nice. times in our household um it's about to be Chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's gonna be fun. Not even. Yeah, <laughs> having boys is way different than having girls. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. So uh, I am a uh, I'm a worship pastor, like I said. I work here at Second Baptist, and uh, I've worked here for almost ten years. Uh, started working uh, basically right after the first semester of my freshman year of college. So I I've done music my whole life, and uh, that's just what I've the thing I've always been drawn to. Singing, playing uh, drums, playing guitar, all that when I was really young. So that's what I do. Pretty simple.
2: I like it. Simple now, life.
1: I like it. simple life. Now the question, because we didn't have someone
2: who was in, was musically inclined last week. Did Tom Petty's death affect you? Like, yes. granted, yes, it's a it's a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. not you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've listened to Tom Petty for in high school. Okay, um, and uh, when I I would say I. Would, I started to appreciate music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, <clears throat> and uh, the guy has left his stamp on mm-hmm. on uh, American culture and American music. Man, we've had some big icons mm-hmm. uh, pass away this these past couple of years. So we said it last week. Uh, his his out, and this always
2: happens when a famous person, a uh, famous musician, dies. His uh, his album chart sales went up like six thousand percent. Oh yeah, a- after he passed, which I didn't know was a thing. <laughs> well, that was, like, 100%. So that was like that was like
1: when uh, Chester Bennington, you know, uh-huh. lead singer of Lincoln Park, uh, when he that passed. threw me for a loop. I yes. did not see that coming. When he at when oh, he committed man. suicide a couple months ago, I looked on Spotify and like all Lincoln Park, all like Meteora mm. and. Hybrid theory, Num. all that stuff, like all those, shot all to the, the old, shot yeah. to the top.
2: Man, those are old Lincoln out Al- Lincoln Park albums were good. Dude, yeah. I, I
1: love that stuff.
2: Oh, that was so good. I briefly listened to Lincoln Shut Park. Up. That was that was the, the grunge face. <laughs> um, so we got a couple questions for you. I'll go and then you'll go. Okay. Um, you have people, which parents, teenagers, everyone in between. They see your face, um, and you lead worship for. Truth be told, one of the biggest churches in America. How do you keep your sanity, number one, and most importantly, and most importantly, your humility in those circumstances? Because if those of you don't know, the church that he works at takes high schoolers on, you know, summer trips down to Florida. They take them like they. The church is massive, so Brett is leading worship for two, three thousand teenagers, etc. So, how do you keep your sanity and how do you keep your humility,
1: um, n- man? Again, I, I say simple life. I, I try to keep everything simple um, in my life, and the the things that I, I try to keep on uh, the forefront every day is uh, my relationship with the Lord, number one. Uh, my relationship with my wife and my kids, number two, and then my service to the church and and people. And uh, if I get those out of order, um, then I'm really jacked up. and uh, And it's really easy to do that. That's the, that's why you got you have a lot of people who like fail in. in uh, in ministry and fail in and, and jobs when they get this this order out of whack. And I think if I do that, most things should fall in place. As far mm-hmm. as, like, I've got some guys that, that I have put in my life that they're my best friends. They've walked through some pretty crazy times with me, and um, they are not afraid to tell me wh- when I'm uh, acting a fool, If I'm you know, mm-hmm. if I'm mm-hmm. shooting you straight. And so I think um, just keeping my priorities straight and then having people around you who who will be honest with you and uh we'll shoot you straight that's that's what keeps me where i want to be going if that makes sense uh, we we the position that i'm in there's a um there is a an element to it that mm-hmm. um, status i don't even know what to call it i almost just don't even think i don't even think about it anymore and that that sounds weird to say but i've been doing it uh, i've been in this position um kind of leading this camp thing which some people think of like church camp it's like yeah. sing kumbaya for like 20 kids, and like this. No, this it's like, same no, 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 it's like saying no, kumbaya. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, mini passion is the
2: best way. Yeah, If yeah. passion yeah. was a week with cutting half the amount of people, that's
1: how many, that's what it looks like. Again, I, I just try to keep my life simple. My relationship with the Lord affects everything that I do, it, it filters into every area of my life. And so um, I always say, uh, I'm replaceable. <laughs> you know, if I, like that. Um, they can find someone else to do it uh, bigger and better than me tomorrow. So I, I, I want to uh, do what I can while I can mm-hmm. uh, to the best of my ability. And So speak to, just a
2: sidebar to what you said. You yeah. talked about having a group of friends. Speak to, for like 30 seconds, how important is community in the situation that you're in or in the job that you have in situations that you're put in? How important is community in those
1: situations? Most important. It's the utmost important as far as. Um, my relationship with my friends, uh, my wife and I have, um, it's two other couples that, I mean, we do life with, we hang out two, three times a week and, uh, and those group of friends keep me straight. And if you don't have that in your life, man, um, you will walk through life, uh, with your head kind of chopped off. I feel like, um, that's how, how, uh, I keep myself straight. All right. So nice. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Next one in, in the
0: face of your own personal hardships that you've been through. What's your answer to the, if God is powerful and loving, how can he allow this to happen question?
1: Well, I can only speak from my experiences. That's a good question. Um, That's a great question. And it's a big question I think a lot of people, whether you find yourself um, a follower of Christ or you're not religious at all, I think everybody has asked that question or will ask that question sometime in their life. You know, Um, for me, um, the answer is number 1 like a lot of people will say well why does god let good things or bad things happen to good mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Um, well fundamentally i don't i don't think anyone is is good mm-hmm. and some people will kind of be like what in the world does that mean uh, i believe that everyone's broken um, and it's pretty easy just look around in our culture uh, we're broken Uh, We're broken people. We're broken humans. We just talked about a situation earlier. We talked about Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Um, It's it's a weird thing to say. So I kind of alluded to it earlier. My wife and I, we lost our first boy coming up on two years uh, here in about a month. And it was was awful. It was hell. It was the worst thing in the world. But um, it's a strange thing to walk out of that situation. And Mm -hmm. I still believe that God's faithful to my wife and I that – um, what I read in the Bible that I, b- I believe it's still true regardless of my circumstance. That's what I tell people is I can only speak from my experience. I, c- I, can't. I know that God's faithful, and he has been, and he's been good. And we didn't think that we would, uh, after that situation, we didn't find ourselves, like, we weren't uh, thinking about having another kid. We didn't think we were ready. Uh, you know, honestly, we were still, still healing emotionally, spiritually, everything. And, uh, and then we found out my wife's pregnant again. And so we have Trent, and then found out she's pregnant again. So yeah, we're gonna um, sh- we're gonna lay off. She's been pregnant for three years in a row. So we're gonna Ooh. we're gonna take a chill pill after this one. It's time yeah. to be normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Just for a little bit. I like it, man. That's good. That's
2: good. That's the question that you know when you have Harvey happening, you've got the wildfires, you've got the Las Vegas shooting. We talked about yeah. last, you know. When when the world is groaning and everyone's freaking out, the the number one question, and ultimately the first place they often go to for answers is a Christian or a church. Yeah. Without fail, we mm-hmm. saw that during Harvey, and it's people yeah. who are you know didn't have a lot of damage or people who are fine. They came to ask and, okay, when are you guys going to help? Or when because they even though if even if you're atheist, even whatever you believe in, there's something still in the back of you that the that churches are there to hurt. Hurt. her, I'm sorry. Churches are there to help instead of her. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now we're going to end it on something interesting Kay. for you. We need your top – we'll start – we'll cut this question in half. Give me your top three favorite movies. Top three. No <laughs> judging, but we will be
0: judging you. I, I'm judging right now.
1: Okay, well, let me say this to mm. preface this. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> no, Jeez. Let me say this. I can – Generally, be entertained by most movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one movie I've ever walked out of. Ooh, what was that? <laughs> it's going to surprise you. Okay. It was, uh, I don't even know how long it came out, but it was Watchmen. Do you remember That's that movie? That's a good, yes,
2: I do. And I was gonna watch that movie. It's and not people good. Um, and people were telling me not so, to watch it, so, so I didn't he, watch it. Here
1: is the reason why <laughs> I, I walked Locked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people already are ahead of me. If, if you've seen that movie, um, let me be as tactful with my words as, as possible. Um, the blue guy, Doctor Manhattan, yeah, is, he's is naked, right. naked the whole, <laughs> whole time, and so like the entire time, it, it, like the camera will start in his face, and it like slowly pans back. Out. And you're yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> and there it is So uh, yeah, To be honest so that's the only re- fairly on Yeah the reason, on, you're yeah, like, the reason I why I, I walked out Is I was just tired of seeing that So uh, And it That's fantastic My wife was too So we just <laughs> and, Yeah we that's it That's really funny Because that's um, super early on Yeah so Whoa. It was kind of weird
2: I <laughs> did not really I did not expect too. to see that In that movie What kind of movie did I walk in the, on yeah. It's the entire movie Yeah Like it's yeah, unfortunate Because yeah, yeah. you know It's part it's of the It's not like one part No it's the entire movie He's just you know, and it's like even in like the edited version, which I saw with my dad, I was cracking up because they just like edited like blue underwear on him, and I'm just like, like, come on, guys, like, <laughs> that's really good. Give us your top three. Okay, top three.
1: That's too real. I don't, I don't know if these are in order, but they don't have to be in order. Uh, I would say Inception is in top three.
2: That's the second one. We, okay, that's the two weeks in a row we've got an Inception.
1: Um, okay. Christopher Nolan, shout out to you. Trending upwards. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty much anything Christopher Nolan does, mm-hmm. I can I could put in top three. Uh, gosh, I, I, these question. are probably all going to be top. These are that's, all going to be all yeah, Christopher Nolan. That's That's fine. <laughs> um, that man makes good movies. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag goat. Were you going to say Dark Knight? Uh, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Interstellar is amazing. Mm. Um, there's a movie that came out. It was a small movie. It was when I was in high school. Uh, this probably would have been. Don't I show think, your age too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not old. I don't think I think it was in 2006. It was a movie called The Illusionist. Yes. And with.
2: Uh, oh gosh. Uh, Christian okay. Bale, right? That was the prestige. That's the prestige. It's the other. The illusion. One. Yeah, the ilu- one with Paul Giamatti, right? Yes. Yes. Th- yeah. That's so the a good
1: illusionist one. and prestige came out basically almost. This, I remember like those the same two being time. like the
2: same, almost, and everyone and they, just went with the prestige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Which is the prestige? Prestige is a great movie. Yeah, um, but the illusionist is a. Uh, I really enjoy that movie. Yeah, those three. Okay, I, I, I think it it revolves for me. Okay, it's a solid three.
2: I like so that. second half of the question: your top three. Either favorite or most
1: influential to you, musicians. In high school, I I listened to a lot of a lot of bizarre music. Um, <laughs> it was like folk, but then like alternative. I don't even know what they call it. Like, it's just like weird weird mm-hmm. folk. Stuff. This is pre
2: Coldplay. This is pre uh,
1: Coldplay had like just started. Coldplay had put out. Uh, parachutes and I, I listened to Coldplay in high school. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they were not nearly as big as they are. So they now, just put out X
2: and Y, probably. Or yeah,
1: like their first two albums mm-hmm. had been out when I was in high school. Um,
2: yellow was on their first one. Yeah, I, Parachute. mean, yeah. Great I rock album. with Yellow. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, uh,
1: a guy I, I still listen to, and I listen to basically all throughout high school was Ben Folds. Um, mm. Ooh, okay. He is. He's good. He I is. like him. Uh, which if. Interestingly enough, he's a guy who, like, um, you would think he's, like, this amazing piano player. He's, mm-hmm. like, technically, like, if you ask, like, technical piano mm-hmm. players, he's, like, pretty sloppy. But, yeah. like, his, his talent is unbelievable. Like, he does stuff with, with orchestras and, like, um, he just really fascinates me. So he was a guy I listened to a lot.
2: Let's throw some names at you and ask Get how them? you feel yeah, about yeah, them. Give me some. Um, Give him a name.
1: <laughs> Any musician? Yeah. You know what I'm going to start with. Paramore. How do you feel about Paramore? <laughs> well, of course I went through a Paramore phase everyone, Hey, man, I'm everyone. still in the Paramore phase Let's go
2: <laughs> Everyone, uh, how do you feel about Mayor? Playing,
1: not his person Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's I mean, dude, he's amazing Uh, He just came into town a couple, couple months ago In August And I wish I would have gone It was at didn't. the Woodlands, wasn't it? Yeah
2: I wanted to go, but it was like $80 just to
1: sit on the lawn And I was yeah. like, listen man. My bank account um, listen, Ain't man. got the funds <laughs> I will say uh, A band I followed even to now, okay. I was supposed to go to the show this past Saturday night mm-hmm. down at House of Blues down in downtown Houston. Colony. yes. Uh, it was Mute Math. Or Mute oh, Math. The Mute one Mute 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 they open for. opened But I was Mute, Math, to Mute Math on the wheel uh, here. Yeah. Mute Math is, I would say they're probably my favorite band. Mute Math um, is solid. I've, I've yes. followed them. I've only, they've come to Houston pretty much every tour they've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I've only missed two shows now the first Yesterday. one that came into town and last or Saturday. Last Saturday. And I interestingly didn't go to the show. I had a really good seat. Mm hmm. Uh and at like noon on Saturday I had a swarm of bees come into my home. That's not that oh, doesn't even oh. sound real. Oh my god. But <laughs> bees found their way into my home it's and twenty I'm now yeah. dealing the with the floor broke open Yeah, yeah. I'm now dealing with bees. So Jeez. they don't tell you about that when you buy a home. So <laughs> So uh, so you heard the new back, album, right? So what? You heard the new album? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It, I haven't Whoop. listened to it. It's, okay. it's a great yes. album. Okay. Um, Listen to
2: Pixie Oaks first.
1: Okay. It's uh it's a great record, people. If you don't know Mute Math, uh you should go check them out. Check
2: out Mute Math. So. I,
1: I think the first time I saw them, I was at college
2: and they they opened for Family Force five. And that was one of the craziest wow. concerts Woo. I've ever been to. Because the drummer comes and he ducks he duct tapes the uh yeah. the yes. <laughs> the headphones yes. I'm like I'm like, who are these people? Because <laughs> I have Because if for those watching, listening, I'm black, so I was like, "Who is this guy duct tape?" Like I was like, "Why are these people crazy?" And then Family Force Five came out with like the Hulk hands, and they had the yeah, like, they upped the up, up that, they yeah. up that a little bit, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, why? What is music like <laughs> anymore? I didn't understand, dude. They're they're good. Crazy. That's good, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know who Brett is, that is a snapshot of Brett bees. In his life <laughs> in my I'm
1: like, What the heck Sorry
2: We're gonna move on To our TV and movie segment And Brett's gonna fill in And answer some questions So what we gotta talk about is Sylvester Stallone Sly I got you They got you <laughs>
0: We did it A-G-N. Okay He announced via his Instagram That production on Creed 2 has begun And that he will be directing With Michael B. Jordan Returning So no Ryan Coogler
2: No Ryan Cougar's not coming back. He's too busy. Adios, Creed? I never saw
1: the first
0: one. You never saw
2: Creed? Bro, okay. Listen. Creed. <laughs> go watch Creed. It's Even on the, in the internet, if you haven't seen Creed, Creed go is watch amazing. Creed. Because Creed has the unfortunate it has the unfortunate, you know, disposition of being like, oh, it's just like all those other Rocky movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It nah, just gets fam. lumped in, you know, it just gets lumped in. Not not Creed. Creed um, is its own. And it's the director amazing. of Creed. Ryan Coogler is doing the Black Panther Marvel movie and he's I mean he's been working with with has Michael B Jordan with Michael B Jordan for like they did Fruitvale Station then they did I believe Creed and now they're doing Black Panther together which is why he's not doing Creed 2 yeah Sylvester Stallone. I don't know if he wants. I don't know if I'm ready to see Sylvester so, Stallone so, so now, direct a movie. Is this going to be Expendables? <laughs> it could be Expendables, or you could throw bro. Creed He'll too. Yeah, he's to gonna he's gonna like push <laughs> Michael B. Jordan aside, and he's gonna.
0: I'm back in the ring. Apollo,
2: race. like he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> fight <laughs> Apollo Creed at the ages of like 80. So, anyway, next Wayne. Who?
0: Oh my goodness! All right, are y'all ready for this one? Yeah,
2: we're just gonna fly through
0: it. Roger Goodell. Jerry Jones and the NFL's ability to switch hands on the issue <laughs> better than kids playing hot potato. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, I th- oh, two three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago, something like that. NFL uh, made a, made a made their own like stance about the whole kneeling on the anthem kneeling during the anthem issue, and they a lot of owners locked arms with all the players and they knelt on the field, et cetera, for a bunch of different teams. Um, And then, like, a week later, Jerry Jones, who is the general manager – or is he the owner or general? I think he's both.
0: Yeah, I think he's Probably both, yeah. Jerry Jones. Jerry
2: Jones. (laughs) Jerry Dollar-Bills. He is the general manager and the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, recently stated to his team, now, if anyone kneeled in – you know, this is in regular language. If anyone kneels, you're not going to play for that game. The problem was he just knelt with them. (laughs) Like two weeks ago, yeah, and then made a statement that if you kneel, you're not going to play. Yeah. So it's what this shows, which I feel, which I what I f- think is that it shows people. Listen, the NFL, more importantly, the owners and the GMs, they don't care about people's feelings, intentions, et cetera. The NFL is a business. Oh yeah, and it's a business that is run however the business wants to be run. It's poorly run, but. We'll you, say that like for another day. It's like it's the same thing with Jamel Hill. For those of you who don't know, Jamel Hill, the homie, um, the real she one, she talked about Jerry Jones on the show on the sixth. It's the, the sixth, six, right? Yeah, which is on ESPN, and she talked about how this is embarrassing for you to be out there linking art to people, and then the next second say, okay, now if anyone does the same thing I did, you're not going to play in the game. And she said, for those of you who are frustrated, concerned, et cetera, won't you start looking at who Jerry Jones is endorsed by, like different advertisers, stuff like that. And ESPN gave her a two-week suspension <sighs> because I guarantee you, the same people that pay Jerry Jones in pocket or advertise it, they back ESPN. So they got to cover their bases for these situations. Because like I said, it's it's business at the end. Yes. At the beginning and the end. At the core. Yeah. They don't, and, and it's money. it's unfortunate because they like the people, and especially the, those who are watching, those who are watching. We talked about this last week. The guy who makes an ek made a good point. A guy who makes fifty grand or whatever year just wants to go home and watch football. If the yeah. six million dollar player, you know, is getting more money than him, actually has a voice, I don't care about that. Yeah. Just go catch the ball and <laughs> make my fantasy point. Like that's all they care about. This transitioning into the NBA is gonna be really interesting. Yeah. What's gonna happen during the NBA, which is 70 80 percent black. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting in how at this moment the owners are meeting about possibly like hey if you if anyone sits they're not playing like all the owners of the team are meeting right now with Roger Cadell and the NFL Players Association and try to figure out you know we we're not getting a lot of people to watch and they they're like, okay, we're losing viewers we need to make sure people tune in. Yeah. It's business.
0: Hey, real quick. Yeah. Shout out to Mama Webb because she made a very interesting point. What'd she say? She said, and it's a hypothetical situation. It, okay. it probably is not likely going to happen, but this would raise a lot of attention okay. for the NFL. Okay. To change their ways, which I think they did. I think they had a meeting and they s- released a statement saying, you know, players can kneel yeah, if they, they want to. Yeah, they said
2: you, you can kneel if you want to.
0: Um, She said players stand for the national anthem. As soon as kickoff happens, all the black players just sit. <laughs> just that would sit be down. amazing. <laughs> and then that just and then amazing. just let the coaches go into a frenzy because they don't know what the heck <laughs> to do. Would they gotta be start amazing. throwing in everybody else, all the third string, fourth string, whatever <laughs> to win the game, or they just gotta forfeit. because <laughs> most of your team is after. At least for like one game, just to see Yeah, just, just to see what that
2: would look like. Just that'd take be a, really just interesting.
0: take a knee on the sideline and watch and see what happens. See the fans start leaving. Boo! Start throwing things, mm-hmm. and just and just see the real reaction of Americans, and see the the realness. Because your coaches, if they're not with you, they're gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be in your face saying, "Hey, why don't you in the game? Get get up off the bench, get in the game, and all that stuff." The fans will let you know that you know their true intentions, their true motives when Aaron they start Rogers booing you. Aaron spoke on it. Uh, yeah, when they
2: were, they were Aaron Rodgers kneeling with a bunch of other players, or was he standing? Was he standing? He with? was. I don't remember, but he was with players who were kneeling. Yeah. And he was like, it's it's kind of ironic because the people in the stands are just calling them N-words or heckling them. And he's like, but the anthem is going on right now. So you're not Yeah, – aren't you supposed to be paying attention to – like, common sense doesn't go into play when it's about a business. When you're like, oh, it's being affected, mm-hmm. people don't care. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how this season plays out towards the end and then into the NBA. Uh, last topic before the exchange – Fox Animation announces Tom Holland and Will Smith are teaming up in a new animated Buddy Spy movie. Yes. That sounds good. So, to go off of that, what animated movie has affected you the most in your life? And we'll go to you last, Brett. Ooh, okay, good. Wayne. <laughs> what uh, animated movie has affected you? Not the not one that like you like, uh-huh. we're going with has affected you the most. Has affected me the most. Jeez. Uh, The animated Passion of the Cry No I'm just <laughs> kidding
0: <laughs> Directed by the animated Mel Gibson Yeah <laughs> um, There's a movie A Fern while Fern Gully back. Huh?
2: Fern Gully Hush Okay go ahead Okay I have
0: two One is a while back And I don't remember exactly what happened But mm-hmm. I know that this movie literally Changed my way of thinking And I have no idea how Okay Because I still remember this movie today And I want to say it was called like uh, Spirited Away Or something yes. like that Yes
2: that's that Asian, uh, or the yeah. anime, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a weird anime giant, movie. With the giant, like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I saw that and I, as a kid, and I was like, I don't know what it is about <laughs> this movie, but I like it, and it's, it's challenging mind. me at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, I my my mind is gone. Okay, and then, aside from that, Toy Story 3, because I thought they were about <laughs> to die in the end, and T almost... <laughs> Tea, like it was like hanging like right here <laughs> and then whenever the claw came down i was like oh put it back put it back and i'm yeah, not crying today they the just, motion, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just burned. the, <laughs> <She came laughs> it the, the claw
2: it oh that's that's a good one bro if, if honestly
0: if they would have died in that fire i probably would have released all tears <laughs> in my tear ducks.
1: it's like that it's like the youtube channel like how it should have ended or something. yeah yeah, like yeah. they yeah. actually all just <laughs> every single one of them is like all
2: the characters are just dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember crying in that movie because my, my mom was bawling her eyes out in Toy Story 3 because that was the year that I went to college. So at the end of the movie where the kid gives his toys away and goes to cut, my mom is like a wreck in the theater. I'm like, Mom, stop crying. You're making me cry. Like It was one of those things. Yeah. And I turn around and she's she's like, holding my arm. I'm like, Mom, I'm still going to college. Like You can't <laughs> keep me at your house forever. <laughs> I'm going to pick... And you probably know what I'm going to pick. Animated movie has affected you the most in your life. It's easy. It's The Incredibles. Bro, yes. It's easily The Incredibles yes. for me. The Incredibles is one of the best movies, but it's also one of the best like family stories. From okay, 2004, I, put, I have yet to see. And it's 2017. I haven't seen a better family-like story yeah. than The Incredibles. I'm going to put that. I would say... Up there. with in the in, movie, in mind mm-hmm. when was
1: talking to his wife yeah yes exactly.
0: where is that my the realest, super suit exactly. that the scene that disney ever
1: did.
2: like <laughs> like you've got the angsty teenager who and and I was reading something about uh, of and I talked about this the last time I talked about the movie of how the creators created their powers to match like reality mm-hmm. and so like violet her powers were to what she went invisible and she created a bubble, which is teenagers—they want to be away from everything and they want to be protected so that nothing affects them. And Dash, as a kid, was super fast because he wanted to run, and he's a kid—he just has boundless energy. The mom was super stretchy because she was pulled in different directions because she's a mom and she has to be able to right. do different things. And the dad is headstrong, so he's just super powerful. And I'm just like, done. Like there's not like there's so many different <laughs> levels to shocking, that.
1: It's shocking that Disney actually. Thought they're so smart. That. They're pretty. They're
2: pretty intelligent. They're so smart.
0: Which which brings the question why wait so long to make the
2: second one? Because the first one was so amazing. Oh, Last but not least, we are at the exchange. The exchange? That was bad. What? That was bad. You got to do it again? You're off key. Anyway, the, so, exchange. <laughs> the exchange is where you, audience, internet, this is where you guys send us questions that you want us to answer. They can be funny, they can be serious, they can be goofy, they could be for real. And you're going to send those questions, you can email them to us at Contact Uh at ENTExchange.co. That's right. CO, not .com. We ain't commercial. No. So send those questions to us. If you want to ask us on Twitter, use the hashtag Ask ENT. Uh, (laughs) So the first question that we'll dive into, and then we'll do it also next week, question from Michael from West Virginia. Michael. What is your stance on the gun debate question? um i almost said it read that like a telegram stop <laughs> i know it's a hard question stop <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying what is your stance on the gun debate i know it's a hard question i just want to hear from different viewpoints love your show don't stop don't we stop. won't stop believe because we can't stop and we won't you see i just that's two yeah any any other can't stop won't stop songs
0: can't stop won't stop that's three where the breaks at I give him that beat back. Take (laughs) that. Take that. Take that. Take that. I'm gonna Uh, put it in work. Sorry, I was animated. Okay, you're done. Um,
2: Yeah. So this and this debate happens every mass shooting, every any and every time the NRA starts airing those commercials about guns, this this debate comes up. So the question is, what is your stance on the gun debate, Wayne? Oh wow, you went to me first. You go first. Totally unexpected.
0: Oh geez, I'm not a big gun person okay. I, w- I would like to be I would like to know more about weapons and not for use I mean I, I want to be a police officer and I'm gonna have to own a gun at some mm-hmm. point but I want to learn more just for my sake mm-hmm. just in case I run into a situation where I need to know like hey that's a certain that's an m4 I gotta know you know how to you know take it apart or whatever you know or mm-hmm. I just want to know more about guns that way I can be prepared if anything happens Okay. not for usage um so for me uh, it's, a, it's a tough one because on one side you have people who want to just nobody can have a gun nobody can own a gun yeah con- control guns only like law enforcement stuff mm-hmm. like that only law enforcement There's extremists on both sides and then there are people who are saying well we can own our guns it's just the people who have the intentions of using them for evil or for bad that don't need them but then how can you tell? Mm-hmm. Because the guy who who did the Las Vegas thing apparently, he seemed pretty normal until mm-hmm. it happened. No one knew what was coming, and the dude had how many guns in his hotel room? Oh my gosh! Like what? Ten? Yeah, 50, it was like, a lot. Yeah, and people around him were like, "He's a he was fine. He's a normal guy. He's yeah, like he was he was funny. I didn't watch any videos on it. I'm just like reading mm-hmm. stuff like articles and whatnot. So let's well, deconstruct. Yeah, help Red, me out. You go.
1: Yeah. I have a, uh, a really a strong viewpoint on it. I, I have guns. I have owned guns for uh, a while. I actually did not grow up with guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are, uh, do not like them. Neither um, do my parents <laughs> don't like them. My, my mom is like deathly afraid of them. Same. Here. Uh, doesn't like seeing them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't grow up with them just to frame that, that, um, and, but, uh, my wife's family has a dear lease and, um, I love to go hunting. Um, I, uh, it's something I really enjoy. It gets me away. Um, but the gun debate, um, I, there's this thing is so there's there's so much complexity in it. And I, I think for me, I watched this um, it, like whenever these things happen. A, a lot of people. It's so interesting to me that the the society has almost gone to like our talk show host as mm-hmm. as our like our de facto <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah. And um, if if any of you saw Jimmy Kimmel and hit when he opened up his show the night after, I guess it was Monday night, um, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the first day after first Las day Vegas, after. Um, I would encourage you to go watch that video, uh, but Jimmy Kimmel has done this thing now where he basically, he'll start his show, he did this with um, the healthcare debate with, the healthcare with debate. his son, mm-hmm. but basically um, he, he gets on and he talks about um, things that he vehemently disagrees with, and he becomes very emotional. And basically at the end of the day, um, because he's so emotional um, and because this affects him so much, his opinion matters more than those who disagree with him, which I think is wrong. It's, um, it puts us in a worse position in our country. It puts us in a worse position in the debate um, because basically you have, there's two side. well, there's multiple sides of the argument, but there's one side of the argument that basically says, if you don't want gun control, then you obviously don't feel enough for the families of exactly. the victims. And that's just ludicrous to me. Um, that's insane. Uh, when I woke up, uh, I had gone to bed actually somewhat early on Sunday night. When I woke up, I mean, it, I mean just like everyone else, it's insane that it's almost become normal to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday was awful. Mm-hmm. It was awful for for me and uh, i don't have any family in las vegas i'm not connected to las vegas at all but i think we all f- felt the same feeling so let me kind of break this down if i can do um, it the second amendment and, and this is just my opinion i would encourage everyone to look at the argument uh listen to multiple people one guy i listen to a lot is ben shapiro mm-hmm. um yes i uh, I, love, ben I love fantastic i love what he's talking about i love listening to him um and we have to go to this. Um, when we enter into this debate, when we enter into this discussion, we have to go from facts. Mm-hmm. Um, it cannot be over emotions. You know, we, we can't make policy and we can't uh, decide on policy right after an event because our emotions are so high. Emotions don't enact good policy. I would say that so. Uh, but the second Amendment was created not for self-defense. It wasn't created for that. It was created for defense of a tyrannical government. Mm hmm. And the thing that makes um, Ben Shapiro so appealing to me in his argument for for uh, in the scope of gun control compelling to me is that we would be remiss and and insane to think that our government could never go awry. Yeah. For some reason, people yeah. th- think that America will never go away, will never fail, never. And I just think that's crazy to never think that could ever happen. And now some people might. I think I'm crazy for thinking that. Um, I know humanity. Uh, and I y- yeah. Every major empire in the world has fallen. Every single one. Has fallen and collapsed on itself. So that is the purpose of the Second Amendment. The left side of the argument, in my opinion, if if the far left had their way, it would be remove all guns. Um, mm-hmm. And you look at statistics um, as far as, as you know, Assault rifles isn't even the right technical term for it, uh, but they don't really care about technical terms, I would say. Um, That debate, you can't have it without having the entire debate in the scope. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I understand Congress is going to look at, obviously, like the the bump stock stuff and um, different things like that. Our country, we're too far on the left and we're too far on the right in this issue. Um, I do think there's middle ground, and I do think there's something that we can come to – um, grips on and, and uh, one thing Jimmy Kimmel, when in his video or in his opening monologue, he basically spit out a bunch of facts um, which aren't true. They're not facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he talked about how Trump passed a thing that made it easier for the mentally ill to get guns, which yeah, is not true. I remember reading that. Um, I was like, that doesn't make that's, sense. That's not true. Um, he talked about how uh, gun shows you don't even have to have a background check. That's not true. Um, you do. You do. You have to have a background check. Uh, you can't just order a gun online which he also said you can just get a, a gun online um, it, for free it, or not for free for but without a background check and you can pretty much just get one uh, that's untrue my first firearm that I bought was uh, online I had to run multiple back, background checks and this is um, I had to ship it to an FFL which is a mm-hmm. federal firearms mm-hmm. license dealer and I had to pay a fee and then you go pick it up and then you go sign all these forms waivers etc um the Trump thing, um, Trump basically signed the bill. I, I need to go look at it, but it was a bill, um, I guess, back in the spring, um, that basically said we cannot um, disallow firearms to people if they have not been proven mentally ill or insane by a judge. Mm-hmm. So what what that is saying is we can't void people of due process. Yeah, which I agree with. That is that a due process is a, a core. Um, foundation, foundational thing of our of our constitution, so um, and and the rights of Americans. So um, I just I, I think man, there's there's so much to this. Um, we can't make policy when uh, we are so um, we're broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's wrong to do that, and and people will, on their side will say be, it's this not, not wrong, is wrong the to, time to be to broken.
2: But there's a time ultimately. Like I think Michael from West Virginia, um, Mikhail. I think ultimately, like, there are th- like you said, there are extremes to this, is- to this issue. However, both extremes will approach the issue out of emotion yep. and out of an emotional responding. And so when you emotionally respond, it's the same thing like getting in a fight. If two people are in a fight and they're angry and they're hitting each other and then ask you, well, why did you do that? Well, he touched my shoulder. Like, that, you don't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. if you then swing at them because you're just angry and frustrated in that moment. Mm -hmm. So it's not until, like, you actively, like, like, take a respite and just kind of breathe and then actively talk to reach a middle ground. Go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: That goes along with the whole kneeling for the anthem thing. Yeah. And how when this first started, people were just mad on both sides. Yeah. People on on this side were mad because police brutality, so we're going to kneel during the national anthem to raise awareness. People over here were mad because, oh, you're disrespecting the flag, you're disrespecting the military, Mm -hmm. and you're this and you're that, and then they're hurling you're this and you're that, and nobody's listening because Mm -hmm. everyone's just throwing insults. So if we could get to a place where we could just calm down and just talk and not just hear someone but listen to them because I feel like this – the, the NFL thing or whatever, is it's not coming out of a it's, – it's partly emotion, but then it's also experience. Mm-hmm. Like some people who are kneeling may have experienced police brutality somewhere in their life, whether it was to them or someone in their family, somebody close to them. So they're dealing with experience, whereas someone over here may be dealing with experience too um, with you know military mm-hmm. and how someone will put their life on the line to protect this country and protect mm-hmm. the flag. So you have to be able to listen to both sides, and that goes along with the gun debate. I feel like you have to be able to just sit down and listen and not just hear someone else, but, but actually, actually listen. Because well, hearing is one thing and listening is another. And that's,
1: that's you know, when I said uh, kind of referring to left and right, uh, I refer to those terms in uh, negative ways in that the left and the right are sides of the argument that I would say aren't willing to discuss things. No. Mm-hmm. Liberals. What I believe is liberals right. And cons- yeah. And, you know. and if you don't believe or if you don't agree with me or believe what I believe, then you're wrong. Period. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, that – Um, and there's people on both sides of, of, uh, the, the ticker that are like that. So, uh, liberals and conservatives, I would say are, this sounds really dumb. Maybe it's just (laughs) terms, but, um, I would say we've got to be open to discussion, regardless of what this, you know, what you're talking about, whether it be the gun debate or kneeling for the national anthem or whatever it is, you gotta be open for discussion uh, with people on both sides of the argument. So man, the gun debate thing is, is just, it's hard.
2: At its core, we need to take. Away, at its core, like I heard someone compare it to like the whole like license for driving and stuff like that thing, and I've heard those type of like arguments. But it's it's different because it's a constitutional right, right? To to bear arms. So when you you have to approach it, okay. One, it's a right. So we're not gonna go rewrite the Constitution, mm-hmm. even though some would like us to. We're not gonna go do that. So. If, though, if that's your argument, let's rewrite. You can leave. You can walk out well, the door. And there's like this other
1: thing Well, people will say, well, you know, when our founders wrote the document, they didn't know that AK-47s were going to be around. Well, they didn't, also didn't know. This is, this is the point that Ben Shapiro makes. He's like, they also didn't know what TV was around. They mm-hmm. didn't know what TV was. So, um, no, they, don't, they didn't know what a AK-47 was. And they would say, well, they, didn't, uh, they weren't talking about military-grade weapons. Well, in 1776, a musket was a military-grade weapon. And that's what they were using. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, do I think that's the way to make policy? It, it just opens up a bigger discussion. Mm-hmm. So um, to use that point, I think is is kind of moot.
2: Yeah, it is, and it's ultimately, in my opinion, there's there's a there is a middle ground. You just gotta dig through a lot of yeah conversation, discussion, emotion. You gotta dig through that to get there because it is there, mm-hmm. and there is a compromise slash there is a uh, Zero win sum, I believe is the term, where everything's balanced out. But there are people, like you said, it, it's, it's become where it's no slight against Kimmel or one of these late night, but they've become like, oh, yeah, they're, like, they're late night personalities. Yep. And so that's their job is to come at things with certain slants. So you have to be aware of that to begin with. Like, yeah. is it? are we sad about Jimmy Kimmel's son? Of course. Are we sad about the Las Vegas thing? Of course. But that doesn't make what he's saying – more accurate than what someone else is saying who's not crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's what we have to realize in these situations. So I think ultimately, at the end of the day, money rules the world. <laughs> it's the uh, unfortunately. world of the story. And that is the episode. Brett, I want thank thank to thank you for stopping by. Wayne. That morning. I want to thank you for – I had to plug it. Yeah, whatever. you We'll welcome. be back next week with another guest, and we're going to talk about a bunch of other topics – Somehow Maybe. we'll probably talk about the Harvey Weinstein thing Because something else is going to happen in that situation Probably So we'll talk about that We're going to get it Wayne, why don't you sign off for us? I get to sign, sign in sign and off, sign out Where can they find
0: us? Well, they can find us on Twitter At, at ENT underscore exchange Correct? Yes Boom! I'm out here <laughs> Or They can find us on Facebook At entertaining, Entertainment Exchange Boom Straight up Coming soon They'll be able to find us on YouTube Hey A- Get them. That should be in the next like two weeks or so, right? Yeah, yeah. We coming right now. We coming. I guess we'll be Entertainment Exchange on YouTube yeah, as well. Same thing. Actually, there's a lot of entertainment, entertainment like exchange mm-hmm. stuff on YouTube that's not us, because we gotta sue them. Yeah. <laughs> Effective immediately.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm calling Sign whoever I that will call. That work. Everyone just sue each Everyone
2: other. Everyone sue. <laughs>
0: we, Sign off. We can do it. All right. Ta ta for now, people. <laughs> it's your boy, Wayne the Hat Trick, Wizzy <laughs> Web. Signing off on the ones and twos. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Ta-ta for now.